0: Hello, hello, hello. Hey,
1: guys. We are Steel Diamonds. I'm Shell. And I'm Kat. And we're coming back at you with another episode. We, we are, are good. We are coming back. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> you don't know how
0: many times we have had to stop and start again.
1: But I'm telling okay. you. Tell uh, hope everybody's <laughs> had a great week. I've had an awesome week. What about you?
0: Yeah, you know, we've had a good week um,
1: filled with activities and work and exercise so that's always good, right? right yeah, i know right i'm gonna try to do better on the exercise next week too i mean i only got one day in but i'm gonna try to start up it up now right oh my gosh speaking of exercise i know this is completely off topic but um i actually found this app not show it to you because i can't remember it but like it does all kinds of dance really uh, yeah i don't know how much it costs though but um i found it as i was scrolling through instagram <laughs> okay but well, that's uh, cool yeah anyway
0: and you can do it from home so i'll yeah. show you after that's always good especially when you have a busy life and i'm telling you can't get out sometimes you know? i don't
1: know how some people are able to record daily 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 and have all these episodes ready and we struggle to find time to record one so like, yeah,
0: it's hard. Approach to all the
1: content creators out there. Right, and
0: sometimes it will be like five of them. I know, so right? So how do you get your schedules to how? work out that you're all able to record? Because how? just the two of us with everything that goes on.
1: And I don't even have kids. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like, oh my gosh, it's hard.
0: It's hard. So anyway, we are going to be talking about a movie today, giving a review or kind of a review of uh, drum please dang i
1: couldn't even do it right <laughs> okay now go
0: the woman king Woo! so truth be told i watched the woman king
1: truth be told i
0: didn't <laughs> not so, yet so yeah well you know life gets in the way that's okay i
1: was trying to so say that's okay yeah. things came up i'm telling you Right. Every time I think I was gonna be able to go at like an appointed time, something happens. So right. my apologies, I haven't seen it yet, but I did do some research, so I won't. I'm not empty-handed.
0: Right. So this podcast is basically going to be about some takeaways that I found were interesting or maybe had a message in the movie, um, and then Shell is going to give a perspective on. Kind of like some research she did, history and um, just about the how the movie was made, facts, non-facts, you know, stuff like that. So I didn't do all that, but we'll see what I got. Something like that. You know? <laughs> we'll something like that. Something, some, you know what I mean. But anyway, um, I guess I'll start by saying that The Woman King is a film, a movie that was released on September the 16th, and it stars Viola Davis, who I must say, did
1: an amazing job in her portrayal. She's an amazing actor. I mean, from TV to film to stage, she's just, she's that girl.
0: Right, right. And I saw some, like, videos and previews about, like, the exercise and activities they had to do to kind of get their bodies ready for this movie. And it was kind of intense. And, and, like, when I saw her, like, in the movie, like, she looked very much in shape yeah she was very much in shape Mm -hmm. so like kudos to her for this amazing portrayal in this movie
1: yes um
0: but anyway i thought we may be able to start with just some history of the the Dahomey kingdom that is based in africa Are you able to
1: give a little history on that show? Yeah. So, uh, basically the Dahomey was a kingdom in Western Africa, um, which is now Southern Benin. I think that's, yes. Um, And my facts are coming from Britannica, so just let you know, it is a reputable source. Um, But anyway, they flourished in like the 18th and 19th centuries, which if you don't know 18th century would be like 1700s, 19th century would be 1800s. And um, I'm just going to read this one part here. According to tradition, at the beginning of the 17th century, three brothers vied for the kingdom of Aleda, which, like neighboring Waida, now Oida. I might be butchering these names but um anyway they had grown rich on the slave trade um so basically like three brothers and the Dahomey is like a culmination, i believe of these three areas um yeah uh, and i will say this that i did find um which i don't know if they portrayed it in the movie but this was a slave trading nation
0: yeah, they did do a little bit of, about that in the movie, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then it showed, like, for example, you said that there were three brothers mm-hmm. um, in, like, neighboring tribes or kingdoms or whatnot, and it kind of showed, like, early in the movie, like, the goji, which is the warrior women tribe that this movie is based off of, mm-hmm. it showed them. And they, they also had men there, but they were not as dominant or probably in the role, but, um, but it showed the Agoji woman going around and basically battling different people and then from those different battles they would come home with like different people. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them were enslaved some of them like the stronger ones were recruited for in my opinion they were recruited to join the Agoji tribe to be trained to be warriors alongside the people who were just fighting against them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of ties into what you were saying
1: yeah and I believe um, they were also kind of my notes here from Britannica says that um, these tribes all pay tribute to the Yoruba kingdom of Oyo Oyo I think that's how you say it can you spell it O-Y-O I think it's Oyo (laughs) Um, who they would later defeat like in history, like on down the line, they would later defeat them. But um, yeah, uh, and it was an absolute monarchy. So, you know, they definitely had a king that called all the shots. And uh, I don't know if that was portrayed in the movie or not, but yeah. yeah there was a lot of the king
0: um, in the movie, so yes.
1: Yeah, this, this was kind of like a, so from my um, reading, This kingdom was really kind of about that life, so to speak. You know, they were like, like I said, they made most of their um, fortune off of, unfortunately, off of slavery. Um, This was during the the slave trade. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, and like I said, it was an absolute monarchy, so, I mean one person pretty much caught all the shots. And um, according to, you know, as you were saying how this actual um, women warriors fit in. Actually, I haven't, in my reading, I didn't read too much about where they actually came into play. So I'm not even sure about that, but yeah.
0: You mean like within the tribe? Yeah,
1: like like Mm -hmm. where they kind of go into the tribe.
0: I'm not sure. Like I just know when the movie started, they were there. So it didn't show like how they how they were developed. It saw it. it showed like um, how they were trained. Mm-hmm. Like they would train each other. Um, start with small weapons and then eventually graduate to heavier weapons mm-hmm. and and gunpowder and things like that. But it didn't show like how they were actually formed. Mm-hmm. Um, it just
1: mainly their training. Hence further research. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. One thing that I did find interesting about this, um, the creation of this movie, was the fact that it is pretty much uh, women—not pretty much—it's women-led. So the director, um, Gina Prince-Bythewood, is, um, you know, directed it, and then the writing credits are a Dana Stevens, a Maria Bello and of course um i don't know if this is well known but viola davis i believe it's through her um production company that this movie was actually created so i mean a lot of uh female female uh, power power there so that was really cool um i will say too that you know from my um, kind of readings and things That it kind of got like It got a lot of praise But it also got a lot of eh, eh, Kind of stuff And I will say um, Because the women who wrote it of course are white um, I'm not sure if Gina prince bythewood I'm not sure of her Nationality actually But Oh she's black I think Huh <laughs> what um, do you know but she did love and basketball, which is one of my favorite movies hmm. ever. Um, anyway, I digress. But yeah, um, it got a lot of pushback because I guess a lot of kind of criticism because of the historical depictions of the movie. A lot of people are, you know, are saying that it's not factual. But then again, I say um, all Hollywood takes, you know, liberties with facts right Right. Um, because at the end of the day they want the movie to sell right they needed to look impressive yeah. so um, I mean you see that in Namastad you saw that with, uh, with Django uh, Quentin Tarantino took his own liberties with that film uh, you know you see it all the time so I don't know why the big to do about that um, I think I You know, mentioned earlier to her off camera that, you know, um, people shouldn't be getting their history from movies anyway. Right. Like, movies don't start as movies 90% of the time. They're pulled from a book which is right. what we, which is where you should be getting your knowledge from anyway right you should right. be going and reading up on it like the, the movie did what it's supposed to do and that it got you interested to want to know who are the Dahomey what was the Dahomey and it got you hopefully it will get you to go pick up a book and read or do your research in Britannica and find out where it comes where they came from or what they were about you know even the location you know right because you know that's that's education, like that's knowledge. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel yeah. like that kind of criticism shouldn't happen. Uh as far as it being, you know, written by two white women, they were just everybody's entitled to be an artist, everybody's entitled to be an author. Like they just wrote a book, right? Like I feel like the criticism, if it was written by two by black by someone who was black would it be as would people be as critical you know what i'm saying like i don't know i don't know but anyway go ahead. I'm sorry. right right it definitely
0: um make me want to do more research on the Dahomey because i had no idea anything about this tribe it made me want to do research in fact that's what i did after i watched the movie knowing that we were going to be um doing a podcast or talking about it, it make me want to know like more about it i had no idea it was not 100 percent factual mm-hmm. after i read after i watched the movie but i had an idea of what the tribe was about just based on watching the movie so i'd like and I, and I still haven't looked up many facts on the movie but i'd like to look up things about the the movie where i can see like differences in how it was portrayed in the movie and how it actually happened in reality mm-hmm. um But back to the movie, like, there are a lot of messages in the movie, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, One, for example, near the beginning of the film uh, is with the character, I believe her name is Nawi. It's N-A-W-I. She was kind of like a younger, older teenager girl um, in the movie. And she was an orphan, and her father tried to marry her off to men in their tribe or kingdom i don't know what it's called but one or the other Mm -hmm. um basically he tried to marry her away and there have been several attempts but only one of them was portrayed in the movie but they talked about the others now this one specific occasion there was a a man from town i believe he was um, someone who was wealthy and the father wanted to marry her to this guy and he came to her and like he's very abusive towards her I think he even slapped her in the film, and then she hmm. reti- retaliated and and went and, like had tried to like you know slap him back kind of thing, and I guess he was so like surprised that like, he went and fell to the ground, and he got angry. This man saying, "I don't want to marry her. She's not gonna listen to me." Basically, but Nawi the character she kind of says like this strong statement. Um, she says, "I will not marry a man who beats me." And she knew just from like looking at him in this instant, they had only met like moments before, but she knew like he's not someone that she wants to be what he doesn't want. She doesn't wanna marry him. Um, And then um, I feel like her character portrays a strong woman who will not just accept like what comes to her. She proves that with this statement that she's not gonna marry a man that beats her, that she's willing to fight against the authority, which is her father. And she's gonna fight against what goes like just going with whatever he wants she wants to go against it which I think is like a powerful statement for not only women but anyone like to fight against like what an an authority figure wants you to do like Mm -hmm. you have to be strong enough to go against that to fight fight against right fight for what you what what you truly believe so that's one of the messages that I feel was in the movie um, that Kind of made me go like, mm, mm. Like, you know, those moments were like, mm. That was, like, deep, Mm -hmm. you know? Right, but. I will say
1: um, Rotten Tomatoes, which, you know, they critique, give their review of every movie, a reputable source, they gave it a 94%. Mm. So, I mean, that's really high. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen a movie get rated so high. But, I mean, obviously, it's. You know probably a very well done movie like i said i haven't seen it just yet but i am nonetheless very excited to see it i will say that i think it's quite beautiful to see um the depiction of of an african culture um again we're married into them so i'm like i go hard for for you know for my people now (laughs) Mm. but um i think that's beautiful um and I think too, like just the fact that it's um, it's women-led. I think that's like a very strong statement to see, you know, us out there, black or white, you know, females really taking the lead on, on such a powerful films, um, powerful movie period, and doing things and and also too, also ooh, is it going to stop? Okay. Also, too, mm-hmm. to be seeing representation, like more and more, you know, we're seeing movies that are representing that we're seeing us. You know what I'm saying? In it, and I think yeah. that's really beautiful. Um, there's another movie, Ariel, the Little Mermaid, that's you know about to come out with yeah, Haley Bailey. That last, last yeah, too. Uh, which I think is awesome. And um, the other movie, the other cartoon that's coming. Awaji. Mm-hmm. Awaji. That means what in the middle? Uh, the future or something like that, isn't it? Um, I think it's a. I can't yeah.
0: remember. I'll look it up. Let me look it up really quick. Oh. Um, so now I sent it to like everybody I know. I was so excited about it. When I, I, I told I saw my it. husband
1: about it. I was like, I sent Date. it to my husband. I was like, ooh. I said this is coming out like.
0: I know I sent it to my husband, so I'm going to look
1: see where I went. Um, but yeah, it's like set. So that movie um, is going to be set, that cartoon is going to be set in the future Lagos, Nigeria. Woo-woo! So I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, I don't remember that.
0: Oh, okay, yep, you're right. It so said it roughly translates to the future in Yoruba. Oh, I was right. Okay.
1: Well, yeah. So, I mean, that's coming. Like, you're just starting to see more and more... Um, of us being represented in such an awesome life right? So. One of the reasons
0: I was so excited. This is a side note. This has had nothing to do with Woman King, but Is that was it called
1: awaju Let me okay. see the
0: word. Let me see. Uh, I, I already took it down. Oh. Sorry. But one thing that made me excited We're is learning <laughs> my son, um you know, he's—I'm I'm American. My father's Nigerian like he's half and half i want him to like see representation of that culture like Mm -hmm. he lives in america but you know he may not know everything about his nigerian side other than what like his dad his uncles and what he hears from like his grandparents who call him have to say but like i think it's a good representation of that side of his life that he can watch and see and you know Mm -hmm get inspired from like so i want him to be proud of not only being african-american but also be proud of being nigerian like he's nigerian-american is that what you call it i don't know something like
1: that <laughs> he's nigerian-american okay well but you know i, just want him to be proud I think is really sides. awesome that you talking about being african-american but he's african-american but with like he has a connection he's not just african-american you know, african is they just that's like so broad, right? Mm-hmm. Like he actually has a direct link, like Nigeria. Right. It's not just
0: African; it's, it's Nigeria, Africa. right? So, like that specifically.
1: Yes, and Yoruba at that. So, oh, yeah, um, yeah I think that's there too. You know, I was talking side note too. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my friends and we were talking about having children. Neither one of us currently have children, and I said one of the things that I really, really like. First off, I pray that I get to have children. I hope, I pray that that happens for me. And if it does, I was telling her that I would, I expect my children to go to Nigeria and, and spend a summer. Like, I fully hope that happens because I'm like, they need to see that. And the only reason, they need that direct link because, you know, I didn't have that with my dad. You know, I didn't have that connection with him. So, like, there's his whole side of the family that I know nothing about. So, I would hate for my son to miss out, or children's son or daughter, miss out on that. You know what I'm saying? So, I was saying, like, Speaking I would hoping... get existence, girl. <laughs> I was saying, it's because you said you had a stud. This way it came up. But, um... Well, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, I was saying, like, I hope that, he, that they mm-hmm. definitely have that connection. So... Yeah, right. I think that's
0: pretty dope. Right, and I think that's a good segue into one of the next points I wanted to make about the movie, mm-hmm. uh, which basically is the Ogolji community helped each other. Mm-hmm. They were like, there was a sense of community where um, I could see it with my husband's family.
1: Like they mm-hmm. like to help each other. There's a sense of community.
0: Strong. Um, strong. Right.
1: Let me reiterate. Very, very strong yeah. sense of community. I mean. Seriously, like they how, like anybody's house is your house. Basically, you come and, and you know,
0: yeah, she lives here. Basically. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: You come, basically. you know, the only thing I don't have is a key. Yeah, <laughs> my Mm-mm. husband has a key. Mm-mm. We need to take
0: that anyway. I'm just kidding, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, throughout the movie, there were scenes that showed like the women, the Ogogi women, the warrior tribe, where they were like in a home setting and it showed them like, it looked like they were sisters, basically it was like sisterhood, um, where they were helping each other, they were doing each other's hair, they were tending to the wounds, like when oh, they were wow. from battle, battle wounds, they were like teaching each other things, like there was definitely like a sense of community. Um, so, and I also noticed like there were um, a few scenes where they, were, they went out to battle and then when they returned from battle, like the whole kingdom was like waiting for them. And they were like kind of like marching in side by side and they're Mm -hmm. still in their uniform. And they were kind of looking at them like with a sense of pride, like even the kids were out, adults, everyone like stopped what they were doing. And they kind of like looked at them like, oh, Mm -hmm. our people are bad. Um, So basically this made me think that what if our community here like this what if there was like a sense of pride what if we had community what if we were able to come together now mm-hmm. there are circumstances, some circumstances where that is possible but most times um it's hard like mm-hmm. there's a lot of violence there's a lot of you know people just don't like each other there's conflict right but like I'm, I'm just imagining like what I think if we
1: talked about that like a while back a while right I think episodes. so
0: mm-hmm. that sounds familiar um and then um, one takeaway I was thinking about, um, what you kind of already touched on is like, our husbands have that sense of community. So I can see like, you know, this is also a West African country, day Benin, is mm-hmm. it the name? Whatever. Benin. I would mm-hmm. say it wrong with anyone. But like, it shows like where they get it from, you mm-hmm. know, like that there's still that sense of, sense of culture, that sense of togetherness, that sense of, I'll help you out, you fall down, I help you up," that kind of thing, which I would definitely think that, here in america we need more of like that oh, yeah. sisterhood brotherhood but that's just one one of my takeaways like they're they definitely had a sense of community community mm-hmm. is one thing that
1: i definitely agree do. with you on that and um piggybacking mm-hmm. off of that like i definitely agree um like you said like um one thing being married into this family and i'm not even gonna just say this family because i think it goes beyond that because um even if they're not directly related, they still look out for each other. You know, even if and they're it's, all
0: brothers, even though yeah. they're really brothers, really but the
1: they're all right. And like you see that, like I know, like even this last time uh, with the with the fashion show, you know, just going out and helping right there's support there's extremely supportive extremely familial it's very much a community and you know we say it would be nice to see more of that but I'll say like I even think even though like looking at my own like my own family like my mother and and whatnot, like I wish we had more of that communal we do to an extent but it's very immediate it's not like just like anybody you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying so I mean I definitely like agree with you that it would be nice to see more of that amongst you know american culture definitely
0: all right so you have anything else i can go into my next takeaway from the movie oh go ahead all right so my next takeaway involves the king of the Dahomey tribe his name was king i'm not sure how to say this it's g-h-e-z-o gazo
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and they might have said it
0: in the movie, but some of the accents were like kind of thick, so I might have missed that, but I definitely, it's definitely worth watching a third time, so I did definitely watch it twice. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, um,
1: yeah, you're right. I see it. He's in my nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He
0: was the king of the, the homies mm-hmm. as it was portrayed in the movie, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know if it was like a different time period or whatever, but during that time of the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, There was kind of like a a David and Goliath moment in the movie where he said something. He said, sometimes a mouse can take down an elephant. I
1: love that.
0: And I kind of went like, mm. But just to go go into detail, and I'm kind of looking at my notes here. um, It it basically was a scene where the king was speaking to Oba Adi. Um, who was of the Oyo O Y O Kingdom. Mm-hmm. He's the leader of their kingdom. And he's the tell- Yoruba Kingdom. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one. Um, he's telling him that even though the, the homie kingdom is small, they can still take on their kingdom, which was a lot larger. Uh-huh. So basically he made this statement, and I'm like, you know, I'm like taken aback, like, mm, No, he didn't say that. Like, go ahead, like, what's gonna happen? It's next?
1: like the 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 head the like the the powerful recognizing that. Mm-hmm. You know, even a rock can make a ripple. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I,
0: I just thought that message was powerful, and it kind of set the stage for the audience, like, when watching the movie, um, just to see the two sides of the competition. Like, like it's kind of, you kind of can't see how big the, the homie is just from looking at them, because they look like a big community, big kingdom, mm-hmm. but, like, you don't know, like, they're like a, a mouse and the other is like a, a elephant until he actually says this, until oh. he makes this point um uh, and then you know i just think like it sends a message that even if someone or something maybe small it can still be mighty so that's definitely a point where i'm like "Mm, mm, so that that was another takeaway that i had from the movie when i love 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 that part of the movie when he said even even or sometimes a mouse mouse can take down an elephant and you just get this picture on your head of this okay. little teeny weeny mouse. And then this big elephant. Like, mm.
1: David and Goliath moment like Go ahead. It's awesome.
0: But yeah, I love that part. Um, mm. And then I just have one more takeaway. But do you mm. have something to add before? Oh, no. Go ahead. Okay. So we may revisit this after she watches the movie. But yeah. yeah I, I got I'm even
1: more so one to I watch
0: I think it's like... Anyway, let me go ahead because I'm I'm getting excited, and when I get excited, I start to talk and kind of not, not say the words that I'm thinking. before you know. well, anyway, y'all know. <laughs> but anyway, um, another takeaway I have is Viola Davis's character, which I kind of say this one for last. And so this is my last takeaway. Mm-hmm. Another takeaway I have in the movie is Viola Davis's character, who is Nana na- na- Nansika, or is N A N I S C A, which I'm maybe not pronouncing correctly, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, basically, what happens is all throughout the movie, she get, keeps getting flashbacks of a time where she was once in battle. Um, I think it was the Oyo, the Yoruba tribe. Um, she was battling that tribe, and I guess at some point during one of the battles, she was captured and she was held hostage by their tribe. This kind of has something to do with like the enslavement and slave trade part of it. Or they were keeping some, um, letting some go, or giving them away as slaves. But basically, she gets these fat flashbacks of that time where she's being held hostage and she's being tied down and raped. Wow. So she has these all throughout the movie, at different times you'll see her. And it's by, she's she's raped by the um, leader of the Oyo tribe, whose name is, let me see if I can find it here. Again, it's it's Oba, O-B-A. being raped by Oba, who is the leader of the Oya tribe. As the movie progresses, we're given clues to know that the person who raped her is this man. It's not not at first apparent, but as the movie goes on, we know it's him. I don't want to give away too much of movie because she hasn't watched it yet.
1: I'm gonna watch it regardless.
0: Okay. So Even basically, if you
1: give a spoiler,
0: look, you're alright. So easy. basically as a result of the rape, um, she birthed a child. Which okay. nobody knows about, but I guess one person, because one person helped her give the child away as an orphan. Mm-hmm. She orphaned the child, and she doesn't know anything that happens with the child. But Nawi, who is a who is a girl who was offered as a in marriage to this this Wait, guy,
1: is her daughter.
0: Yes, she comes to find out that that is her daughter
1: oh my goodness
0: but the reason why she figures it out is when she when the girl is first born they shows shows her giving birth she cuts a hole in her back mm-hmm. so if she puts in there a sharp tooth she has a sharp tooth on her necklace she takes a piece off puts it in the hole that she just like sliced in this newborn baby's mm-hmm. back so when Nawi comes to the tribe she doesn't immediately notice but as time goes on and she becomes a agoji warrior mm-hmm. You know, they're tending to each other's wounds or looking at their arms and whatnot. And she turns around and she sees this scar on her back almost in the same place, or basically in the same place as her, uh-huh. that she cut her baby as a child. She found out that Nolly was orphaned and then she starts putting two and two together. Viola Davis' character puts together like she was orphaned. She has this scar on her back. So there's a point in the movie where she cuts her back open and she finds a sharp tooth in her back oh my and that's like a realization point but anyway i say all this to say that it was a child that was between viola davis's character and the leader of this oil the yoruba tribe that they were fighting because he had raped her so towards the end of the movie there is a point where the agoji tribe is fighting the oil tribe Mm -hmm. and she said she wants him the leader this leader that had raped her years before she wants to be the one that gets him who attacks him who kills him she's out for blood Mm -hmm. but basically my takeaway from this it's it's her these flashbacks that she keeps having Mm -hmm. it's those that give her the strength to overpower this big big guy it's that that gives her this strength so she you know there's a time where like he knocks her down whatnot but Mm -hmm. she eventually overtakes him and you know stabs him with the the knife that they're that he's holding actually Mm -hmm. and it's that strength that she uses from these flashbacks to you know get overpower him and then they're victorious in the end but like my takeaway is like adversity was the source of her strength that struggle that she kept getting flashbacks on was the source that helped her Mm -hmm. stab him and and get him so yeah
1: like i'm watching this i'll go g i'll I'll
0: go g and then like chant i'll go g is the name of their warrior Uh trap it's like a powerful ending so i think for sure as the movie progresses it gets like more there's this like hidden messages that i find in there Mm -hmm. where i'm like <laughs>
1: mm. so like, let me ask you Anna, um, I'm going to do a Rotten Tomatoes on you really? so on a scale of 1 to 5, with 5 being the highest what do you rate the movie?
0: I thought it was I mean I love, love, love the movie, I thought it was like a really good movie mm-hmm. i will probably say 4
1: oh ok, it's still pretty high
0: Yeah. I don't want to give it a 5 because I don't think it was like perfect Although it was a very good movie, don't get me wrong, but like, I just want to leave some room for, yeah.
1: So let me ask you, because of the other comments, the criticisms I've seen, did that affect your takeaway from the movie at all? Honest, to be honest, I didn't read any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will go back and look at them, but I didn't
0: honestly read any criticism. I just looked up, like, the tribe, what they were about. I didn't look at any reviews of the movie. Well, so. I mean,
1: just now that you know, like, that, you know, there's some... Not all the facts are in the movie, of course. There's no way they could put a whole, you know, a
0: whole story. I don't think it took facts. away from it at all. I think it, it, it was portrayed as a powerful warrior women warrior uh mm-hmm. regime or whatever you want to call it like they right. they were seen as powerful like they walked with knives in their hands sticking them like they were powerful mm-hmm. like it, it made them look really good like i don't think
1: it takes away from it i you know what i haven't even seen it and, and i, I would, know the whole story though i would i would almost agree with you and here's the thing, <laughs> like the only reason i say is because you know i feel like you know this is hollywood this is Hollywood, they at the end of the day, they want to sell seats, right? They want to sell tickets because these people got to be paid right. for all this work they put in to create the movie, right? Um, but one thing I think is beautiful about film is that um, if it's done correctly, like it leaves room for the audience's interpretation, right? Yes. It doesn't give everything away and I think that's a beautiful part of storytelling that comes from film is that you know what I'm saying it should leave you with your own interpretation and your own curiosity about right, your own what could have happened or what may happen or again make you go to the library or on the internet and pull up Britannica or encyclopedia or whatever and try to find out more about the tribe that you know that or whatever the character that was brought to you prime example Pocahontas and John Smith we know that that is very Hollywood very much fabricated all of that story for sure you know what I'm saying but you do know that Pocahontas really existed and that there was a captain named John Smith and Mm -hmm. you know you you do know that these people existed but not in a way that they that the stories told right so,
0: yeah. Right, and I think a lot of times they do it that way for entertainment purposes, of course, yeah. to make it more appealing to people. Not that their original is probably not as appealing, but like people are going to want to see something, you know, creative.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think
0: that's one reason why they do it that way.
1: People want the truth, but they don't want the truth.
0: Right.
1: You know what I'm saying? They give them. They want a shadow of the truth. They want to be. They want one side of the truth, and then entertain us for the rest because you know i guess you know lives can be quite boring you know i'm saying if they just knew that you know john smith probably ended up catching malaria or something Mm -hmm. died, or you know it wouldn't as romantic people like fantasy and they like romantic you know things to be romanticized right Right. they
0: make it appealing to the audience
1: yeah i mean people are going
0: to want to watch it they're going to want to talk about
1: it like mm-hmm. if if we really saw the story of Pocahontas, we wouldn't be watching the Disney movie mm-hmm. and paying attention to the tree that sung to her and told her all of this stuff, right? So I mean, you wouldn't be entertained, so right? Yeah.
0: Well,
1: so I definitely recommend if you have not seen the movie, definitely give it need a try. To more of these. Sorry. Oh, yeah, we should definitely do more reviews for sure. This. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sorry. I don't mean to. Uh, that just made me really excited because I was like, "This is our first, you know, review of just a film, you know, which I think is, you know, a nice um, segue into something different than what we've been doing." You know? Yeah.
0: So gives us something to talk about that we can actually go and see. Right. so Definitely agree. Yeah. And then um, and there are other movies out there. So yeah.
1: yeah. Um which, <laughs> speaking of these, so I have Rewatched uh, it? No. But I have it on you know, I get the little red box on the T V, right? And twenty dollars to watch it. Oh. I ain't paying twenty dollars Well, me.
0: you know, it's on the thing too.
1: Oh of course. Me and me you and know, Daryl. I don't have My it. son and I were with <laughs> They got thing. connections. For mean, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> they got connections. <laughs> Twenty dollars on Redbox. So yeah. I watched that. I'm like, yeah. yeah,
0: I was actually trying to stream it on like um, what is it? Vudu, Vudu, mm-hmm. which is from Fadango, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was like uh, it wasn't available to stream. But when it does come out, like you can pre-order it for nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I
1: really go to the movie theater. Twenty dollars? Okay, I'll buy it. Right, but I have had twenty dollars just to win it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
0: crazy these prices like inflation it's crazy well um, guys i mean that's all i have my little
1: takeaways and that's all, all i got i'm gonna be honest i'm ready to get out of this uh this eyeshadows, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah thanks for joining us tonight if you did if you were able to join us and um stay tuned for the next episode yeah, i
0: actually really enjoyed recording this so yeah. stay tuned for the
1: next episode and um who knows? I don't know what we're gonna do next, but right. maybe something similar. Yeah. Uh as always, you can always reach us by reaching out at Still Diamonds Podcast at gmail.com. You can check out our social media pages on Facebook and on Instagram. I almost said Amazon. I don't know. Um yeah, on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Still Diamonds Podcasts. Right. Don't forget to check us out
0: where you view your pod or listen to your podcast, mm-hmm. I should say on apple spotify google podcast like anchor yeah anchor spotify but yeah all the platforms
1: just search and yeah. it should be available yeah definitely reach out to us let us know what you think what you like to talk about what you you know again i think when we like we said when we started this we were you know just trying to spark up conversation so yeah let us know and i guess we'll see you on the next round. Yeah. See you next week. I'm Shell. And (laughs) I'm Kat. Bye guys. Bye for
0: now.